welcome to episode 17 slash house podcast your boy tyler checking in man got a good little loaded show for y'all today man gonna drop his album drip it down too offset finally dropped his solo project i'm gonna talk about those a little bit man the new england patriots owner robert Kraft, man he out here wilding he done linked up with me man ever since then he's been wilding all of a sudden so talk about that and man uh very interesting week, man, college sports-wise, man, with Zion Williamson. Maybe maybe bring up the question, man, do college athletes deserve pay? Do college athletes deserve pay? We're going to talk about that and a little bit more, man, so y'all sit back, relax, man. Episode 17, Stash House Podcast, man, salute. Yo, yo, welcome. Episode 17, Stash House Podcast. This your boy Tyler, man. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. This your first time tuning in, man. I appreciate it. If you tune in weekly, man, I appreciate it. Uh, if you check up on past episodes, you just, you know, deal and dabble with different episodes, man. I appreciate you all so, man. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. Before I get started with these topics, a few things I got to get out the way. Uh, first off, prayers and condolences to T.I. and his family. He recently lost his sister, man, Precious. I believe she was involved in a car accident. She was involved in a car accident, and, you know, she was on life support for a while, and T.I. posted that it took off life support. So prayers and condolences to T.I. and his family. I remember watching T.I.'s show on VH1, The Family Hustle, when it first came out years ago. Uh, he was coming home from uh, his stint, uh, locked up his stint, and coming home, his sister was there with the family. And, you know, she was always with Tiny and the kids while T.I. was on the road or incarcerated, whatever the case may be. And, you know, just had that family bond. Man, I'm big on family, so just that family bond. You could tell they had a very, very close relationship, brother and sister. Uh, the kids, you know, she was their auntie. And, of course, she was close with Tiny, sister-in-law. So just prayers and condolences to T.I. and his family, man. You know, family loss is always tough, so prayers for T.I. and his family. And also, man, like I said last week, with Dirt and D-Wade, they possibly you know their last All-Star game. I saw a report last week. Man, you talk about feeling old now. Uh, y'all know I'm a wrestling fan. I'm not big on like I used to be years ago wrestling, but I still tune in every now and then. And of course, anything having to do with Wrestling from when I was a kid, the Attitude Era, WCW Era, I'm big on still. And I saw DX, D-Generation X, will be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame always happened right before WrestleMania. So, man, I was <laughs> like, you talk about getting in trouble for the most simplest shit. And we didn't know what we were talking about, you know, with sucking and doing the hand gestures and all that back in the day when we were kids. Man, DX and the Hall of Fame, they really changed the game, man, with wrestling and just things you see on TV in general, man, just so much. And one of my favorite things to do, man, I don't know if you guys do it, but just go on YouTube and check out some of those stories from back in the day with wrestling, man. I know wrestling is fake. You know, the injuries, all that be real. You know, they athletic as hell, man. That's one thing you got to give it up. Like, it might be staged, but... Man, those body slams and jumping off the top and 
jumping into the crowd, all that, that you can't fake you can't fake that, man. But just looking at some of those stories from behind the scenes, man, the locker room, what was going on in wrestling, man. You think reality TV or something, they should have had back in the day they should have had a show for wrestlers, bro, because those stories are wild. It's <laughs> like wild, wild. So I had to show love for DS, man, and I remember it was about two, three years ago at a WrestleMania, I was watching on the uh, WWE Network. They had DX come out with the NWO. That's something we we thought we would never see 20 years ago. But, man, that was dope to see. So, shout out to DX, man. I'm definitely going to tune into that. And being that some of their members have had trouble with the WWE, China. Oh, yeah, the members that are getting the duck dog. China, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, X-Pac, and Billy Gunn. So those are the original DS members. I know S-Pac and China, they had some beef with the WWE for a long time now. And being that Triple H is, he has a ranking position now in the WWE. I'm guessing he talked to Vince and they came to an agreement. So all the members of DS are now being in the Hall of Fame, man. So shout out to them, man. That's my childhood. So shout out to them. Okay, man. First topic, man. Uh, we got to talk about this college basketball uh, with Zion Williamson, right, man? Fam, it, it, it's reports that I see where well, I'm shocked. But I saw this report about the Duke and North Carolina game last week, man, that just had me, like, befuddled to the fullest. Check this out. All right, so those who don't know, Duke and um, Duke and North Carolina is – Probably the biggest rivalry college basketball-wise. Big, big rivalry, Coach K. You know, Duke, North Carolina, it's legendary, legendary. And, of course, this year, like I said, when the podcast first started, Zion Williamson, he's must-see TV. The man jumping out the gym, athletic. He's, you know, he's, he's must-see TV. All right, before this game... This man had LeBron James come out and watch him play and Jay-Z come and watch him play. Now, of course, LeBron, him and his uh, Rich Paul, they're probably trying to sign Zion to their uh, agency. Of course, Jay-Z with Rock Nation, they're probably trying to sign Zion to their agency because Zion is for sure number one draft pick in the NBA draft coming up. So, this game, reports came out, I think, Sunday the report came out that the UNC North Carolina Duke tickets rival Super Bowl price. There was, the game was last Wednesday. To see North Carolina versus Duke, you had to spend $2,500. That's the price of the cheapest ticket. And it said one ticket even sold for $10,652. And this is from Vivid Seats. Fam. The cheapest price to a college basketball game is twenty five hundred. Now I get, like I said before, legendary rivalry. Zion Williamson must must see TV. That was one report. One report I saw. The other report I saw. They're just a list, real quick. These are the games that cost less a ticket. Just a single, I guess, the nosebleed seats. The Duke uh, Duke North Carolina game cost more than uh, last year. Well, this year's Final Four for two games. Final Four. This year's Alabama versus Clemson. Last year's World Series game one. UFC 
229, uh, Khabib and McGregor, and the 2019 All-Star Game. The only sports spectacle that caused more than the UNC-Duke game was the Super Bowl. And the Super Bowl probably had like a two grand difference. For a college basketball game, this is why it's so important. How many dollars of <laughs> how many dollars of that you think Zion or any other basketball player is getting out of that who played in that game? Zero dollars. They're not getting none of that. Oh, and on top of that, the USC Duke game. Barack Obama was was uh at that game. Now they're saying that's why the ticket probably costs that much because they knew Obama was going to be there. That's the reports they saying. But fam, you got LeBron one game, Jay-Z one game, and now Barack Obama to come to see this Zion kid. And out of all that money, the cheapest ticket price, $2,500, and one person even paid ten grand for one. And this kid is not seeing zero of those dollars. Zion not seeing it. No player from Duke seeing it. No player from North Carolina seeing it. And then just to add fuel to the fire, the first 30 seconds of the game, Zion's shoot explodes. <laughs> like, it literally explodes, and he hurt his knee, and he, he was out the rest of the game. So someone probably paid $10,000 to check out Zion, watch Zion Williams and play in the biggest rivalry, in the biggest rivalry in college basketball, and this guy blow, like blows his knee out the first 30 seconds. Now, injury report saying he's day-to-day, he should be okay. But as soon as Zion went to the uh, locker room, you see tweets and everything, everybody saying he shouldn't play no more. He shouldn't play no more. This is why college athletes need to get paid. So that's the conversation I'm bringing up now. Should college athletes get paid? This guy bringing in revenue. And like I said, on paper, Barry is the you know the, the guy on the team. But Zion gets all the you know star attraction because he's much CTV. He's jumping out the gym. The guy's literally jumping above rims to just to block a shot. You know, like he's just, he's a freak of nature, basically. The guy's so, he's such a freak of nature, the way he gets injured is crazy. The shoe blows out. <laughs> the shoe just explodes. First 30 seconds. And another reason, I would say college athletes should get paid. But, if did just Zion if Zion gets paid, what should the star volleyball player get paid? What what should the Troy University star baseball player make? You feel me? What should fucking Tua get paid? Like it's it's different. It's too many variations for you to say college athletes should get paid unless it's just one amount every college athlete because if Zion that Duke he get paid that then what should the star football player on the football team get because certain schools are more basketball based than football based it's too many variations what should the the track athlete who's possibly going to the Olympics what should they get paid you feel me it's you gotta it, it won't be no equal amount of pay and back to Zion with the game it was a joke going around you know it's the Paul George shoes he was wearing so now 
who's getting more publicity from that? Zion or now the fact that Nike is seeing the opportunity to say, oh, we fixed the Paul George. Paul George even tweeted Nike, hey, Nike, what's going on with my shoe? Now, guess who uh, price is probably about to go up? Paul George shoes. They're going to probably make an announcement, the new and improved Paul George, uh, PG2s, PG3s probably. That's free promo for them. That's free promo. Of course, his, his shoe explodes, his knee goes out. We worrying about this kid's future. Meanwhile, Nike's about to promote that. Nike's about to promote the hell out of these uh, PG shoes. And I, and if everything goes right, I'm positive Zion's going to have a Nike shoe deal or a Nike deal. He's going to be in commercials, ads, and all that. I'm positive of that. But the case remains, should college athletes get paid? I wish I had, like, a discussion board for this podcast. This is a very – this has been going on for years, this discussion, but – I recently just thought about it, like, if Zion gets paid his amount, then what should, you know, a, the softball the softball team who's constantly winning championships, what should they get paid? The different budgets. The budget in Alabama might be different from the budget in Texas. And my argument has always been with, should college athletes get paid or not? We see how the professional athletes who uh, get paid millions and all, we see how they act. Imagine you give a college athlete 25000 knowingly. Everybody knows that this guy has money on campus at that. How would that operate? Where would he stay at? Imagine you walk into class, you see the star baseball player knowing he just got paid umpteen amount of, amount of dollars and he just walking to class it's just too many different variations of it and now the fact is that now the uh the question is also should Zion play the rest of the year he already hurt his knee we've seen this before like Kyrie he only played a couple games he got hurt he decided to sit out. In my opinion, I said Zion shouldn't play. And Charles Barkley had a great uh I like what Charles Barkley said. He's like, since when does it all become about money? You know, it's a sport. Now it's not to say Zion could come back, he could go to the March Madness tournament, he wins. Cinderella story. You know, knock on wood, he gets drafted first, first game of the year. Boom. We've seen it happen many a times. I'm hoping everything goes great with his health. I'm hoping he never gets hurt. But, I mean, you gambling. It's, it's a big gamble. It's a big gamble. This guy is projected to go first overall. He's bound to get paid. Do you sacrifice that? How serious is the injury? They're saying day-to-day, I mean, he's athletic. In my opinion, if he come back, he got to start doing all moving like he a point guard, like he five six point guard or something. He's gonna have the problem. He's gonna be real careful the way he operates with that knee. He might not be. He might not do all those crazy alleys, jumping over the the backboard just to block a shot. He may not be doing all that when he first come back. 
And when the adrenaline gets pumping, he may forget, you know, his knee. He may forget while the adrenaline going. March Madness coming up. You know, you never know. I wish the best for him, but I think the conversation of college athletes should get paid. I think that's going to die quick just because of the fact if you pay Zion, you got to pay the rest of them. <laughs> I mean, you pay Zion, you got to pay the rest of them. That's my, that's my whole ordeal. You got college athletes certified going to the uh, Olympics. Like Simone Biles. I don't know if she was in college when she, uh, years ago at the Olympics, but it's Simone. But you got, if, if she was in, let's say she was in high school, she at the Olympics. She getting gold medals, all that. If she agrees to go to a college, you got to give her a scholarship and pay her. How much are you going to pay Simone Biles plus scholarship? You got to give her a scholarship. <laughs> and that was the big argument uh, with it. They're like, well, they already get free tuition, which is big, and scholarships. But, fam, this man blow his knee out. And now we shift, the corporation shifting, shifting they, uh, their eyes to well, what shoe he was wearing. Oh, Paul George? Oh, Paul George? Paul George is MVP. He's like almost MVP of the NBA. He's fighting. He like top two, top three MVP racing the NBA. Okay, this a marketing. This a marketing thing right here. Zion blows his knee. The shoe explodes. Paul George, top three candidate for the uh, MVP this year. Just sit back and watch how this all uh, unfolds. Just sit back and watch. Me personally, I don't think Zion should play. It just that knee, man. It's anything with the knee, foot, ACL, that type of thing when it comes to sports, man, I'm always tiptoeing around that, man. I'm like, uh, I don't know. And being that he's athletic and everything, man, I do not know. I think he will play again. I just think March Madness right around the corner, he may rest till March Madness. I mean, like I said, he's not like their go-to, you know, he must get the ball type of guy. I mean, it is Duke, it is Duke basketball, so. But I'm interested to see how Coach K plays this out, man, with Zion. I know Zion going to want to play. I'm not saying he's he going to want to sit out. He's going to want to play. But I'm interested to see how it all pans out, man. I'm interested to see. And, uh. Also, I know the NFL draft is coming up soon. I'm just letting you guys know right now, NFL draft. Whoever Dwayne Haskins get drafted to, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I'm just letting y'all know that right now. If he start, if he start for the Giants, I'm jumping on the Giant bandwagon. If he moves Eli out the way and has him become the first string, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. I mean, call me fate, whatever. I, I've been down with the Falcons for years. I still love the Falcons. But damn it, I need somebody I can grow up with, grow with. I got Zeke in Dallas, but, man, it's the, it's the Dallas Cowboys, man. What you want me to do? But if Haskins get drafted to the Giants, man, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. If he starts. If he don't start, I'm positive he'll be starting by at least midseason. I just had to get that out of the way so I won't forget. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I'm interested to see how this Zion wears the story unfolds, man. I'm positive Nike is about to do something with these PGs, man. 
that's marketing right there. They, they're going to do something. Then he's an MVP candidate. Come on now. That's that's rocket science. Come on now. I hope they don't. But this kid certified number one draft pick, man. It's, it's a touchy subject, man, because I feel – I feel like college athletes should get paid because they're going to class. They're staying, you know, everyone not Duke University campus, man. You got some dorms that just are not suitable to live in. These guys waking up early for practice. Girls and guys, man. Softball players, volleyball players, uh, some, you know, track, everything, man. I feel like they should get something. It has to be equal kind of pay, man. Depending on, I guess, the state, the state budget or something. I don't know how they're going to operate it, man. I don't know how they're going to operate. It's been an argument for years. Ever since, I'll say, not ever since, but when I really watched the Fab Five documentary on ESPN, man, where they talk about how, you know, how guys can dress with their socks and the shoes, you know, merchandise. Come on, man. Get a kid something more than just free tuition, man. These guys, if somebody spent a ten thousand to watch me play, fam, <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. I don't even want nobody to spend that much money to come see me play, and I'm not getting a dime from it. That just my—I really want to hear what everybody else got to say. I may post it after this podcast come out, everybody, so they can post their thoughts. Man, I really want like a discussion board about this topic, man, because it ranges from everything. Man. I didn't even get into, like I say, scholarships for real and free tuition. I didn't get into all that, man. It's an open discussion, man. So just let me know what y'all think. Should college athletes get paid, and how will it be distributed? So just let me know, man. another week so you know i got another playlist for y'all this week it's just 10 random songs man noticeably man 10 songs i just been playing back to back to back for the probably the past few days definitely the past 24 hours man (laughs) it's just a random playlist man no thing to it man just 10 tracks i've been enjoying man these past few uh, days man so y'all check them out man just 10 tracks various artists man some songs by the same artist man so y'all check them out man salute okay man before i get into these albums uh new england patriots owner robert Kraft. he got a little bit too comfortable Meat Mill gave him a championship chain Super Bowl weekend. And you guys know the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Robert Kraft got a little bit too comfortable, man. The man been arrested on misdemeanor or soliciting prostitution. <laughs> so basically, he's going to these quote-unquote spas. And you know how certain spas operate. You know, they got the back room and all that. So Robert Kraft paying for sexual acts. I mean, I'm more shocked that people not realizing, like, what billionaires do. Like, <laughs> billionaires aren't the most clean-cut people in the world. A lot of times they invest, they uh, inherit the money, and they just add on to it. They're not the most clean people in the world. Now, at first, when I heard this news, I was thinking, like, he was 
like pimping or something. Like he had women, you know, a, a chain of women. But it's saying he was paying for a sex act. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's he a billionaire. He just won the Super Bowl. He been wild. He been hanging with Meat Mill, Cardi B, and all that in Atlanta, man. He's going to be wild. <laughs> I mean, I'm not shocked the least bit, man. So, Robert Kraft, New England Patriots owner. I'm positive this is going to go under the rug. They're not going to make a bid. The first day it came out, the news came out, ESPN, and everybody was talking about it. But I'm sure this will, I'm not going to say blow over because it is still like a serious, you know, charge, being that he is a, you know, notable NFL owner. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen. But Robert Kraft paying for these hoes, basically. <laughs> That's what he's doing. And a Chicago, man, Chicago PD. Out of all the things been going on in Chicago these past years, man, they finally got uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly, well, R. Kelly turned himself in. Like you guys know, uh, a few months ago, the Surviving R. Kelly documentary came out. Since then, other women have came out with accusations against R. Kelly. He turned himself in. He had a bond set. He made a bond. Now R. Kelly is out. So, I mean... They got to lock this guy up, man. <laughs> it just, come on, Chicago PD, lock this guy up. And also, the Jesse Smollett guy from Empire, he also has been locked up. Uh, I don't know what the picture was photoshopped or what, but it seemed like him and R. Kelly was, they took their mush out the same jail, so that was kind of funny thing going on. So, yeah, real quick, they had to get those out the way just so, you know, I wasn't missing, but Robert Kraft, man, he wildin' out here. He put on that meat meal chain. He think he meat meal. He he running around like he meat, <laughs> basically. So, I mean, what you want to do? Okay, man, so this past weekend, Offset released his album, Father of Four, and Gunna released his project, uh, Drip or Drown 2. One thing, I'm just going to come out and say it, man. It's just too many people, I'm not going to say too many people with a voice, everybody has a voice, but the opinions that everybody is opinionated with music. If you can like this type of music, you don't got to like this type of music, whatever the case may be. Me personally, I'm well-rounded. Like I hit my group chat, I was at the gym, I hit my group chat just because, you know, you hit the group chat with shit. And I was in the gym, they played that Takashi 69 Kiki with uh Fetty Wap and A Boogie. And I'm not the fan I'm not a fan of the Takashi Kid like whatsoever, but that song came on at the gym, man, and I'm like <laughs> and I really like I added it to the playlist I'm putting out this week. Like I was like, yo, this shit kinda hard. You can't even front the shit kinda hard. But that's not typically typically my lane, but I'm well rounded in music, nonetheless. It's gonna and also it's still trap music. Like, people are doing these deep dives. Like, what you want me to do? Do a deep dive on uh, Gunner featuring Young Thug, Three-Headed Snake? Like, why look like doing a deep dive on a Gunner album, man? Or an Offset album at, at that? Like, fam, just like I said with Lil Baby, I don't look to these guys for lyrics. I just need something to ride to, parking lot pimp to, just... Just, you know what I'm saying? Give me something to listen to. I don't go that deep into this track. I see people, man. Like I said, music is opinionated. But, man, y'all got to chill out. People saying Takeoff album was the best Migo solo project. Fam, 
Offset, I'm going to start with Offset Project. Offset, you can say he had the cheat code. I get that. You can say he had the cheat code. Uh, one, his wife is arguably the biggest artist out right now. Female artist for sure. But she's definitely in that conversation as the biggest artist right now. She's on commercials, Super Bowl commercials, performed at the Grammys, won a Grammy. Like, Cardi is, like, the top artist right now. I mean, I'm not saying she's the most lyrical or nothing, but she's, like, the top artist out right now. They had they go they little friction the past few months. Uh, all said apologizing. They had the baby. Uh yeah, you guys know how uh, the internet is. Everyone wants to see the baby face. They've been real secretive of how the baby looked. He put the baby on the album cover with his other three kids. And aside from all that, he announced like two days or a day before his album came out, the album is executive produced by Metro and Southside. <laughs> so you automatically have me. That's like Metro and Southside beats. That's future monster. That's future DS2. Like that's the cheat code. When it comes to trap music, we, I'm I'm grateful that I I grew up where I grew up at in the Fort in the Fort Mitchell, Phoenix City, Columbus, Georgia area. I'm grateful. We like an hour thirty away from Atlanta. We grew up on um, Family Day in the Park. Uh, I remember the Jeezy way, the Ti way, the Gucci way, the Boosie way, the Wayne. I feel like. Just overall, between everyone I know, the people back home, we just, we, how I want to say it, how I want to say it, we digest music differently. If I'm hearing also, if I'm hearing Migos, period, have an album with nothing but Metro and Southside beats, I'm on board. I'll say that, that I'm on board. I said it before, when Takeoff album came out, it was okay, but... The fact still remain, in my opinion, the best song on his project was the song he released days before the project came out. <laughs> like, they're not saying the album is bad, but I'm, I'm like, okay, it's all right. But the song he put out days before is the best song on the album. In this day and age, your single, your quote-unquote single, shouldn't be the best song on your album. I mean, what's the last time we heard a was started from the bottom is not the best song on the Drake album. Uh Humble is not the best song on Damn, in my opinion. I can't think of a song that came out days before I could really say that's still the best song on the album. It might be the best, but it, it definitely ain't my favorite if you want to go that lane. So Offset had the cheat code. Metro Southside Beats. I mean, what else you guys want, man? Of course, he talked about some of the things with him and Cardi. He gave you some, you know, some to ride to. That's all I need from Offset. I'm not doing no deep dive on no Offset album. It's what I needed. <laughs> it, he, he provided what I needed, something to ride to. And it's an easier listen to me than the Quavo album. And it's an easier listen than the Takeoff album, in my opinion. The only one out of the QC releases that I listened to was probably the Little Baby. Like, I just need something to ride to. 
Nah, going to Gunner album. Gunner comes out, I think the same day also came out saying his out his album is executive produced by Turbo and Weezy. Turbo and Weezy is Gunner Sound. <laughs> that's Gunner music. That's that's all his beats. Turbo and Weezy. So of course I'm on board. Now the only thing I had with Gunner album beforehand was this is Dripper Down 2. And the one that everybody loves is uh Drip Season 3. So I was wondering if it come out, would he be the type to say, my dripper down music is different from my drip season music. I was wondering about that at first, but the first few tracks, I was like, okay, Gunner, he's not leaving his lane. He's going to stay where he, you know, he'll stay where he's at. Let the beat speak for him. And of course, with his flow, and he's working with his producers that he always worked with, it goes together. That Baby Birkin, I tweeted that early. That was like the first song I kept on rewinding back. Baby Birkin, Three-Headed Snake. I mean, I just was seeing some people just saying some wild, like, hot takes. And we just, again, man, it's still trap music. And I put it on Facebook and I put it on Twitter. We let the underground music. Now, keep in mind, nothing is really underground now, but fam. I can do some digging. I can do some digging. I can find some guys who still got that, you know what I'm saying, got that DNA in them. We let the underground become mainstream. We judge everything now like it's a 444, like it's a Cole, like it's a Kendrick. Like, we got to keep trap music, trap music, man. <laughs> like, everybody's not going to make how T.I. making his grown man music now. Everybody's not going to make that still. We complain about when artists want to make adult temporary music. And, of course, we complain about the bullshit type music that's going on. The middle ground is just basic trap music. We don't don't let these guys rush, man, to make. Like, Gucci came out. Gucci came out. He dropped a couple trash that... Still show Gucci can do it. Gucci last album, he had a song with Gucci. It was Gucci, Kodak, and Bruno Mars, man. Gucci, oh, the Gucci will change, man. Gucci go everywhere with his wife now, man. Gucci not going to make that money in the attic, Will Chamberlain type. That's why we got his old mixtapes. But, man, let Gunna and Offset make they uh, young nigga music still, man. Offset's had to address a few things dealing with his wife because she's the biggest artist in the world right now. But Gunner, man, that drip a drown too hard, man. It ain't drip season three yet. We're going to let it live a little bit, but drip season three came out with last year, so let the man stay in his lane. Just let these artists stay in their lane for a minute. We'll know when it's time to, for artists to switch up. Cole is just now switching up. And he dropped the Middle Child video yesterday. which is The video is hard, but, man, it's still tough for me to listen to Cole on different beats. And I was on YouTube the other day also uh, after the All-Star uh, game and all that Cole and Dreamville had, like, a private concert for fans. And they played some unreleased, I guess, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 uh, music. It's on YouTube. You can just uh, search dreamville and you should see the concert footage 
And like the person who uploaded, they like right in the front row, so it's perfect. Like you can hear the songs perfectly. And Cole has different flows. It's on them trappy trap type beats. So we're just now getting into the phase where Cole is changing up, you know, his music style. So we accepting Cole for saying, like, I'm accepting it, but like I said, it's still tough for me to, you know, adjust to it. So we let Cole could do that. Like, let Gunner them stay where they, you know what I'm saying, make the music that we enjoy in the club while we riding and all that. Just, just find the middle ground, man. Stop judging everything like it's mainstream, like it's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying. Everybody got opinion, though, man. This just my opinion. Everybody has an opinion. So that's why I said people judging the underground like it's mainstream. So I got to dig deep into the underground. And when I say dig deep into the underground, basically what I'm saying, people who either at the bottom, bottom, bottom card of Rolling Loud or not on Rolling Loud at all yet. That's what I'm saying when I say that. The JIDs and all that, they still, they're not underground, but they're coming up. Isaiah Rashad, he's been low-key. Like, schoolboy, of course you got these artists who low-key, who everybody, when they listen, when they drop an album, everybody's not going to listen to because they're just not on certain people's radar. But I'm looking for the next underground. Like, that's what I'm looking for now because when I see people doing deep dives on Gunner and Offset album, I'm like, fam, the game all fucked up now. <laughs> like, y'all, like, y'all taking... This much time, and I understand that Offset would have said something about, you know, if y'all would have talked about with Cardi and uh, Offset song about Cardi and all that, I understand that, but fam, it's an album executive produced by Metro and Southside. Let the shit ring off in the club. Let the shit uh, beat down the block in your car, parking lot, pimp to it. Do what you're supposed to do to an Offset album. Treat the Offset album like an old Migos mistake. Treat Gun a new project like like you treated Drip Season Three. <laughs> like, come on, fam. Like, it's, it's not that hard to think, fam. And then when somebody who drops something that you're really supposed to listen to and uh, have these possible deep dives, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to listen to it, but you'll take the time out to do a deep dive for a Gunner album that's meant to just ring off in the strip club, in the club, and in your car. Something you're just supposed to enjoy. You're not supposed to dig deep into Gunner lyrics. Let the man talk about drip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let Gunner talk about drip, man. And another thing with the Gunner album, this is really the first time I've heard like a young thug influence. Like I know people say, you know, the Uzis and Gunners and Lil Babies, how they influenced by young thug, but this is like really the first time I really can like, really hear the Young Thug influence. And that's what it all is about, man. It's like a tree. You got the T.I.s, the Gucci's, and the Jeezy's at the top. You got their influences, of course, above them. But for our era, I'm going to say, you know, those three at the top. You got their offsprings, the Future, Scooters, Thugs, Rich Homies, Migos, Gunners, Lil Babies. Uh, who else? Uh, I, I don't want to say 2 Chain because 2 Chain been around. But even 2 Chain got all springs. You see how with Future and 2 Chain start really popping, how they influence everybody now, man? 
That's what it's all about, man. We from the South, bro. You can't just be judging like you see all these people on Twitter and all that judge, man. We from the South, man. Keep that shit like it, like the South. You know what I'm saying? Like, we been on top for years now in the game, man. And that's why, because we don't judge our artists like they're lyrical, miracle artists, man. We judge them because they ring off in the club and they ring off in the strip club, man. That's what it's all about. We need some type of enjoyment. We need some type of enjoyment, man, because I don't want to hear the kid with all the doing all these crazy shit on Instagram and popping pills. And I don't want to listen to all. Now, now, I understand some of the trap artists probably do that, but they ain't going to be on. Y'all know what I'm talking about, be on Instagram, doing all the extra stuff. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But they just keep it to the trap, man. We didn't judge Gucci music like that. You know what I'm saying? We we Ti made great music. Jeezy uh, made great. All all those guys got classes. We didn't judge Two Chains by that. Future, old Future, how Future used to be. When Future came with Metro Man, Future can't do no wrong. When Gunner with Weezy and Turbo, Gunner can't do no wrong. If you got Metro and Southside executive executive producing your project, the beats go sound hard. Just find your pocket. And us as a, as consumers, we know we just got to ride to it, play it while we playing 2K. I don't know what people just came out of nowhere this weekend talking about lyrics and all that. That really just had me, like, in a world, like, whirlpool. I was like, fam, y'all really listening to this for lyrics? Just find, like, Gunner also just find their pocket. The bees go knock. That's a given. And just ride to it. Do, do whatever you do to it, man. Don't go on Twitter and just see the first thing you see somebody talking about the album. You just jumping on board. I really can't see how people say Take Off album was better than Offset. I really can't see it. And I listened to Take Off album again. And I I was like, nah. Now, Take Off had those beats Offset had. Like I said, Offset had the cheat code. I like to see Take Off with those beats, but all in all, I. After, I guess you could say, the Migos solo projects, man, they better off as a group. It was cool. I see what QC was doing. Every QC artist dropped the project, I think, from October, November till now. I think it's time for Migos to lock back in. When I say lock in, I mean, shit, stay out the public eye. You feel me? Stay out the public eye. I mean, they can be on Instagram. You know, I ain't saying all that, but give us that culture one feeling, Migos throwback feeling. You see Metro them got the beats, and then, man, I don't know, man, if, if Metro and, and Southside locked in for Offset album, if they locked in, I'm still hoping for a future one, man. <laughs> a future Metro Southside, give me that monster. Give me that DS2 feeling back, man. That's all I'm looking for. So, yeah, man, if you haven't already, man, check out Offset album, man, Father of Four. Gunner album, Drip or Drown 2, man. I like them. They serve their purpose. They gave me something to ride to. I added them to my little playlist I got for those type of uh, artists. So, And for my R&B people, man, I forgot. Damn, I'm so hyped up about this. Offset and Gunner type. My R&B people, man, Kaylani. Man, Kaylani album so hard, bro. I like it. That R&B feeling, man. I could find R&B in the day. I ain't worried about R&B. 
But K-Line, man, she dropped a new project, man. I really like it. I really like it, bro. So my R&B people, that K-Line project, had to plug that in. So, yeah, man, check out those projects, man. Let me know how you feel about them, man. Do not listen to Offset and Gunner for lyrics. That's all I'm going to say. They saying some shit that's hard, but it ain't no lyrical miracle type of ordeal, man. Just listen to the music and enjoy the music, bro. Just ride to it. Yo, man, I just want to appreciate y'all for tuning in this week, man. Episode 17, Stash House Podcast. Signing out, man. Retweet, like, share, subscribe. Everything you do, man, to show support for the podcast, man, I greatly appreciate it, man. So y'all be easy this week, man. Y'all take it light. Y'all, you know, be straight. Move right. Uh, Keep me in your prayers. I do the same for y'all, and I catch y'all around the same time next week, man. Salute.